In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. On this episode of Crown Jewels, we've got coronation updates. Harry's in, but Fergie is out. King Charles opted for two American idols to take the coronation stage. And spoiler alert, the British media is still pitting Kate and Meg against each other. We are back with another episode of Crown Jewels, the elite podcast for the royally obsessed, presented by Betches Media. I'm Lex Nico. And I'm Samantha Bush, and today we have so much coronation news. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's 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 taking over close. our lives. It's coming for us fast. Fast and furious. And I am so excited to dive into it. But Sam, I did. I talked about this in my Instagram stories this morning because I was watching Summer House last night. All roads lead to Bravo. I know that this is your forte. And I was like, I need to kibosh a section of today's podcast to talk Bravo with you because I was burning for your thoughts on this question. Okay. Okay. So you know that we have all of the Scandaval drama happening right now, but I was curious, like Mm -hmm. in my mind, I was watching Summer House last night and I was like, you know, the Lindsay Danielle drama was very much queued up to be like the big non housewives, millennial, millennial Bravo drama of this season of this, all the shows that are on right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, VPR was kind of like an afterthought. But then we get Scandaval. And I'm so curious for your thoughts. Like, do you think Lindsay and Danielle are A, happy that some of the heat is off of them? B, potentially looking at Scandaval being like, maybe we should squash some shit because like, you know, things could be difficult, could be worse. Or C, Mm -hmm. like, bummed out that the attention isn't on them. So I'm very curious for your thoughts. That's a really good question. I think think they're kind of bummed. Yeah? I think the Summer House people are kind of bummed that their time in the sun is up. Mm -hmm. Like, for the last few years, Vanderpump Rules hasn't been what it was for so long. I mean, that was a very consistent show. It was like we could always count on our little pumpers to just mm-hmm. do the craziest shit to each other and <laughs> cause the most drama. And then it kind of fell off for a bit. I would say like the last two seasons were kind of bad. Like I was one of the people that was like, I don't know about this show mm-hmm. anymore. Like, and that, But that was like before the Randall stuff, before – James and Raquel broke up like once all right. and Katie and Tom like once that kind of started to happen I was like oh maybe okay we need to get the cameras up get a mic to like let's yeah go. we need Andy and a camera <laughs> yeah like they've been kind of the dark horse of Bravo like they weren't very popular people really got into them over COVID because it's like we had like four seasons to binge well we had yes. literally nothing to do and um It was like easy breezy drama. Like it was really fun to get invested in their lives. Like they were very different than the Vanderpump people. Like they felt a little bit more relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, But now that Vanderpump is coming back 
and like reminding us all why we loved Vanderpump Rules and like mm-hmm. why we love these specific people. Vanderpump is like the messy bitch of Bravo. <laughs> the messy bitch of Bravo. I mean, of everything. Yes. Like there's nothing like it. I just think like Summer House is probably like, God damn it. Like we had a moment and it's over. Because yes. as much as like people still like Summer House, you're not as like invested in their lives like you like you are with like a Sheena or an Ariana. Right. And it also feels like Lala. the the cast because we're bringing in so many new people and they're still the and OGs, they never like, stick. They're not invested with each other, right? Like mm-hmm. so with that also for That's me That's the problem. Yeah. They, yeah. They keep bringing in new people that aren't working or it's weird like Andrea was a fan favorite and he didn't come back because mm-hmm. I don't think he wanted to come back. I agree. Um, which is really disappointing. I was so upset because he was such a good addition to the show. But I just think like, you know, Lindsay and them are probably like, shit. Like, mm-hmm. no, because like they're not being asked really about their show when they're on Watch It Happens Live. Like Andy asks them about Scandal. Andy's like, exactly. have you talked to anybody from Vanderpump Rules? And they're like, we're here to talk about us. And did because you hear the Lindsay the day, make like, her plug these for people? Oh, no, go, go, go. Finish your thought. No, no, no. Go for it. Yeah. What did Lindsay say? Oh, on Watch What Happens Live, she made her plug to be a housewife. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. dying to get on Roni. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's trying saying, to. She herself is Roni. trying to transition. I'm like, but that caliber is just not – like, I really like Lindsay yeah. as a reality star, but I don't – I can't see her fucking around with Jenna Lyons. Same. Yeah. I agree. Like I could maybe I see her with see like Leah them. and like, you know, but, yeah, but Leah's like Leah's, not on Bravo anymore. I know. I know. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see. We'll and see. How I have one more follow up question. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I have one more question, please. Yeah. And this, I don't know if like we might need a trigger warning around like alcohol abuse, sobriety, everything like that. Oh, okay. I just, the more I listen and watch, and there is this conflict between Lindsay and Danielle and Carl, and they keep talking about like, is she projecting? Is she jealous because she used to date Carl for one month? Okay. Like, I think the elephant in the room that nobody is saying, or they're not showing on air, like Danielle feels they're rushing because Carl has only been sober for one year. And like, to make a huge life altering decision, like, getting engaged and moving in together and all of these things. Like I'm pretty sure that uh, AA and like the 12 steps teach you like you don't do anything for like a full year. Yeah. You don't date anybody for a year. I think so. I feel like that's what they're not saying. Your thoughts. I agree. And I don't know why they're not saying it. Mm -hmm. Maybe it sounds a lot better. It sounds a lot better than just like, I just think you guys are moving too fast. It's like, well, they've been, Friends for seven years. Yeah. Like they've also made And they're in their like late they, 30s. It's yeah. Like it's really, it's not that fast. Like they lived in the same building before. <laughs> so they would spend like a lot of time together anyways. So I also just feel like Danielle's projecting a little bit because her relationship isn't mm-hmm. moving anywhere. And she's seeing Carl and Lindsay kind of growing up and that's scary. And it's like, I just, and I I do agree with Danielle a little bit. Like, I kind of get what she's saying, but I think if the other girls didn't push her to this point 
and put her up to this and kind of plant these seeds, Mm -hmm. Lindsay would have like a lot more respect for what she's saying. But Lindsay obviously knows that this is like not coming from Danielle. This is like everybody else. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Yeah. I love picking your brain, your Bravo brain. (laughs) It's mush. It's mush up there. It's all all I think about. Well, it's time for tea and crumpets. Sam, do you want to start us off with some royal subjects for our royal subjects? I would love to. So this is some big news. And this is Mm -hmm. something that you and I talked about last week. We have suspected this. But it said that Harry and Charles had a heart-to-heart over his attendance at the coronation. Yes. You and I literally just talked about this. I know. We said there is no world where they didn't have a conversation Mm -hmm. before this decision was made. We felt very strongly about that. And lo and behold, here we are. I know. And so Royal Insiders came out on Sunday and claimed that Prince Harry readily agreed to attend after a personal chat with the king and that he wants to show, quote, support for his father. And there is a willingness and a wanting to mend on both sides. This is like really beautiful. I'm really happy. I know. (laughs) I'm so happy. I know. And they said there were sources that previously said that there were weeks of negotiation Mm -hmm. likened to transatlantic ping pong between Harry and Buckingham Palace about what role he might play, where he might sit, security arrangements. But it sounds like Charles and him just picked up the phone, Mm -hmm. had a candid conversation. And now, as we know, he's well on his way. He's going to go. And what's funny is like last week, you and I were like, I know that we think of everything in like terms of how it happens on the crown Mm -hmm. and we're like they totally texted and they called each other up yes but reality probably is like his camp talked to his camp they finally (laughs) arranged a zoom meeting they like had people involved like it was probably a little bit more like embellished like more layers more layers a little bit more layered but I'm happy I'm happy and I also am like very curious like what Harry's uh like his role will be if any yes like I want to know like if he's like I'm gonna stand on the balcony if I'm coming this yes. is what I'm doing this oh is right where so you're like putting what his rider is like what his yeah, expectations his rider, are to like, attend yeah he wants like three diet cokes in the green room he just wants, brown yeah. M&M's only mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like I'm curious like if he's like I'm not walking behind certain people mm-hmm. I'm not sitting behind certain I'm so curious because there had to have been some negotiation on that. Had a thousand percent. And we talked about this too. And I do feel, again, just going back to Easter Sunday and the Prince Andrew of it all, like I think Charles will actually be the one or the story will be that Charles is the one who pushed for Harry to walk, you know, behind Wills mm-hmm. and Kate and like as like a united front family. Like I think he'll I walk actually, next to them. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We also know that the Duke is said to the Duke is in Harry still not have spoken to Will um, since he released Spare. That's the alleged rumor. So I bet he walks next to Kate. For some reason, I know that we're thinking they're going to go in twos. Mm-hmm. I just have a gut feeling that there it's going to be Harry, Kate, and Will all in a line. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I can see the headlines like without Megan, family united. Like I know. Really crazy. <laughs> and here's the reason why I do think yeah. he'll be on the balcony, because mm. in my research for this week, you know, they released Charles released an official coronation photo. And it's an old photo where Harry and Megan are included in the image. So again, 
we're seeing Charles pushing this narrative of like the family, the band's back together, all is well. And so that is why, unless there is some major pushback from like a royal protocol POV, like I just think Harry will be on I just think when it comes to his son, like he's he's not going to give a fuck about royal protocol. Right. I agree. I, and I mean, I he's the king. Like, okay. like at the end of the day, isn't it his Well, I also feel he's decision? like, we need to modernize this shit. Yeah. Like, the protocol is not working for us. Mm-hmm. So the protee ain't working. The protee is, is not working. I also, it makes me laugh when you were just talking about like going through all those layers. It like reminded me, remember in high school or even like middle school when it's like you had a crush on someone and like their friend would come up to you and like, or your friends and they'd say something and then they'd go tell their friend. And like it was like all of this conversation between the group before the two of you like yeah. made out under the bleachers. <laughs> yeah. Or like you just never spoke to each other. Yeah. But you but were dating. You probably were dating, <laughs> yeah. but like you never spoke. Or like you exactly do that hug in the, like. in the hallway where it's like, and then yeah. you run away. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. my God. And everyone's watching you and it's like fast by the lockers. <laughs> yeah. We'll oh, never feel that yeah. happy again. That exhilaration. I know. I know. Oh the my joy. gosh. What a time. The stress. <laughs> the stress. In my little boot cut jeans that dragging hug on the was floor. was the biggest terrifying decision of our lives at that moment in time you thought about it all day all day you can hug after anxious anxious hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, speaking of fun and joy in our lives, we have yeah. some more confirmation of who is performing at the coronation. So we have full confirmation now that Katy Perry and Lionel Richie all night long are confirmed to perform, okay? And I did not even connect the dots here that these two are both American Idol judges. Yes, everyone's like, The American Randy, Idol is going across the pond. Get Simon Cowell, like, get Keith Urban. I know, do you think Simon will be there? Like, what a reunion. Probably. I think so. Like, I mean, I, feel like I could see know, him being invited. You know who I know is going to be there? Who? That Liam Payne. Oh my! Oh, I don't know. He's fighting. He's not going to miss. Um, Tommy Fury. What do you mean fighting? Like on Instagram? Like you know how Tommy Fury, like Love Island, is a Tommy boxer? is a boxer, and he'll fight yeah. like, um, is it like Logan Payne? Logan, Logan Payne, Paul, Logan Paul. He fought Jake Paul, yeah, and Jake Paul, yeah. Like Liam and him are fighting now. Get 
out. After I all don't know if it was just got done to fools, but let me just look this up because Tommy would destroy him. Tommy's like a professional boxer. Okay, so his dad is a boxer. His brother is a boxer. It seems as though this was a dupe. So, oh, thank God! I'm One like, Direction he'll singer, kill him. I know Liam Payne sent fans into a fury after appearing to tease an upcoming boxing match between the pair. He shared a promotional poster on Twitter, and so what actually happened is the truth was revealed. And it turns out the stars will actually be battling it out on the soccer field instead as they both signed up for soccer aid. So it's a charitable thing. Oh. I mean, it got me, but got, I do agree that us. Liam got us. Because that is something Liam would do. A thousand percent. But so many people were like, he just got the buccal fat removal. I know. That's all I thought of. I was like, he's going to ruin his face. So it's that's be not like happening. Mickey Rourke. Seriously. Oh, ugh. But anyway, I do think Liam will be there. Any opportunity to show up anywhere that yeah. he's invited <laughs> that's what i'm yeah. saying like any opening of a fucking envelope will be there oh my god i bet um louis tomlinson will be there too yes i could see him being there as well Niall, I no harry so no and no zane definitely not. zane no zane's off with selena but okay oh getting back to carrie and lionel so i also didn't realize this but they are both ambassadors so katie is an ambassador for the british asian trust um, which is a charity co-founded by Prince Charles to tackle poverty, poverty and transform lives in South Asia. She's been an ambassador since 2020. And Lionel Richie was actually appointed the first global ambassador and first chairman of the global ambassador group for the Prince's Trust in 2019. And going back to the crown, as we know, the Prince's Trust was established mm -hmm. in 1976. It provides disadvantaged youth with resources that they need to reach their full potential. That's where we got Prince Charles doing his breakdance fighting. Um, and that real video just brings me joy, as does the Dominic West version. But like, I think about that video so often in a positive way. I think about Charles licking his lips a lot. That oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so horny. Such a horny Scorpio. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And then fun fact. I did not know this, but this really actually made me excited. Is that the band Take That will be performing, and it'll be their first live show since 2019. Lex, and I mean yeah. this so respectively. Mm -hmm. Who is that? What? Who is that? Oh my God! There is it British like a Canada band. British band? No, that you know about that I don't. They're like a British band from what era? Like from the early two, like the S Club Seven era. I feel like oh that was gosh. like a thing that like we just didn't get in America. You think, guys? DM us right in the comments. You know the song that's like, "I want you back for good." You know, <laughs> "I want you back." I want you back for good. No, I'm aging myself here. I'll put the song on my Instagram stories. Yeah, when this now I'm going to do a very in-depth Google I want search. you back. I want you back. I want but, you back for good. That just you know shows, that song? Lex, <laughs> that it's that not hitting. The star power is not coming out for Charles. No. We're the getting fact that I only know bands. that one part of it. This is like if O-Town did like the inauguration. <laughs> I'd be like, what the fuck okay, is happening? That is truly... The most iconic, perfect 
reference. Like that's like actually that's like what they feel like to me. You know, like we yeah. had J Lo singing, but it's like they couldn't get J Lo. Like they can't get Adele. They're getting O Town. They're getting O Town. They're getting the O Town of Britain. Oh my gosh! Oh I mean, boy. it's gonna be. It's still gonna be a spectacle. I'm sure. sure. Katie. Katie is a big name, and so is Lionel Richie. But like, Katie is a big, big name. She's excited to be performing. She said, I'm excited to be performing at the Coronation Concert and helping to shine a further light on the British Asians Trust Children's Protection Fund. You know what I just put together? What? She's she's with Orlando Bloom. Yes. And he's British. British. Yes. Okay. It all makes sense. I was mm-hmm. so confused how she even got involved in this. I was yes. like, how did she even get involved in this charity? Okay. Okay. We're on board. Okay. I'm also just excited to see like Charles... We know Charles loves like music and he loves mm-hmm. artistry and creativity. So like I hope we get like a good like meme worthy thing of oh. Charles like bopping to the music, the memes. you know? The memes. That is why I come back from Japan and I'm like no sleep. Coronation. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bus. Another club. Bus. Yes. Like I'm going to be on lock for that coronation. I'm so yeah. excited. Our screen time is going to skyrocket. Hi. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into our third tea and crumpet, our last crumpet. And it's like a coronation themed tea and crumpets today, which I, it really I thoroughly, is. we've been hungry, starved for like of these like, like confirmed news. updates. Yes. Yeah. We've been like struggling for them. weeks. I'm like, Miss <sighs> Three weeks out. Might Three be performing. weeks out. Yeah. We're like fighting for our lives. Mm-hmm. So, Guys, the Fergs is not invited to the coronation. Yeah. Sarah Ferguson is just not coming. She has not been invited. She's been snubbed. And so I saw this headline and it says, Sarah Ferguson breaks her silence after being snubbed for a coronation invite by King Charles. So I thought this meant like she's going to talk about it. She's talking about it. Yeah. She's going to be talking about it. She's not. She just simply posted on Instagram. She's raising awareness for MND, which is motor neuron disease. Mm-hmm. Um, and her friend John Chart has has that. So okay. I'm glad that she's like raising awareness for that. But I also was duped by this headline. Um, of course. But I'm also really surprised by this. Same. Now – there was a couple of things. Someone DM'd me and said that this is a like royal function, like a monarchy function, not a family function. So oh. she's never invited when it's like functions supported by the monarchy. That being said, it's Charles's day. Like if he wanted to quote unquote break protocol, he absolutely could, in my mm. opinion. Kingzilla. Again, right? And I wonder if this has to do with the fact that Fergie was actually Diana's friend first. So true. Right? So true. And is this, again, Camilla being like, no, babe. This is no. my day. I 100%. am taking over now. I think it's all of it. I think it's all of it. I think it's, this is, like you said, something that's being thrown by the monarchy and not like just a family like Easter Sunday yes, yes. Sandringham type of situation. It's like, it's bigger than that. This is like a once in a lifetime event. Yes. Um, And I also think Camilla and Charles are probably like reveling in it a little bit. They're definitely probably like, Absolutely. fuck you, bitch. Absolutely. 
You know that they are feeling their highs are high right now. <laughs> oh, they're on top winning. of the world. Mm-hmm. On top of the world. And something that got me thinking. Okay. Is so Camilla and Charles had a really small wedding. Remember when she wore that feather on her head? <laughs> yeah. That crazy headpiece. I'll never forget. She looked like the evil witch of the West. Like <laughs> she looked crazy and like so smug, like the whole day. Like, mm-hmm. I got my man, despite what everybody wanted. And uh, now I'm thinking, like, maybe they did, like, a really small thing like that because they knew this day was coming. Like, they knew that there was going to be a coronation one day. and they Yeah, they would get their moment in the sun. Big. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are. A thousand percent. They are. And this is what – fuck Sarah. Seriously. I mean, I don't want to – I would love for her to be there because I feel like she also would bring some fashion out because she, you know – she actually, I think, leans in heavy in the fashion piece. But I think what's also ticking me off with this article, it's like experts claimed King Charles decided not to invite Sarah because she is an embarrassment and no longer a member of the royal family. And they're like, Ex- expert Richard Fitzwilliams praised the extremely wise decision from the king because she has been an embarrassment to the royal family for many years. And I'm just like, uh, excuse me. Again, we're not talking about Andrew here. Like, how no, did these, we're how about did these words come out of these people's mouths? Knowing, know. knowing mm-hmm. that like, oh, it's an extremely wise decision for her to not be there and for the king to make, but it wasn't a wise decision to exclude Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. What? I see it, there's, there, Lex, there's no chance in hell. In he was missing hell, it. he's going on the balcony. You think? Yeah, I just don't think so. Like, and I also just remember, do you remember like those E! True Hollywood stories? Mm -hmm. I remember I watched something like that on Sarah Ferguson when I was really young. And it was really interesting. It was like the royal family hated her, hated her. She also defended Diana, like was very pro-Diana at the time, which the royal family obviously hated even more. Correct. Because it's like both of their sons got divorced. Both of their women are very outspoken mm-hmm. against the monarchy. And I guess she was like thrown away by England. And um, America welcomed her with open arms. I'll never forget. They said America loves a comeback story. And yes, the, here we we're are. here for it. But then she's kind of crawled back. You know, she's crawled back into the arms of Andrew and his corgis. And she's disgusting. She's a fighter. That's the thing, right? Fergie is a fighter. She knows. Yeah, like how to keep her stake. She she gives me like Luann, Countess Luann vibes, you know? Like just when you think you're going to count them out, they stand up and they're back. They fuck a pirate. Yeah. Like in Caicos. Like... (laughs) I just really feel like I just love that you can cue up any reference. It it's just brings me so much happiness. <laughs> you think your brain is mush? I see is. like goodwill hunting. Wow. That's so nice. <laughs> Thank you. I just like I listen, I was all about the Ferg a long time ago, but now that she's doing this whole thing with Andrew, I'm like, I, know. I can't defend it. I just I can't defend her. I like what she did with Diana. I like that she was, a, you know, someone that was, Diana was able to confide in and re- have a relatability. Like they're the yes. only two people that would understand this experience. Um, But yeah, ever since the Andrew stuff, I'm just like, I can't with this woman. Yeah. It ain't for you. That's fair. No. That is fair. 
No. Um, but you know what? I think it is I, – I am upset that she's not invited to the coronation. I do feel like that's unfair. And I feel like it's unfair solely because of the way that it's being positioned, that she's an embarrassment when they have the juxtaposition of that gross dirt bag standing literally right there. Mm-hmm. I can't stand it. I agree. I do agree. I think they both should have been uninvited. Lex, are you ready to make it rain? Of course. And let's get into this week's rant. And you know, this is going to be a ranty one for me. My panties are in a twist here. I love it. (laughs) So there are now rumors stirring that Kate Middleton has built up resentment, in quotations, against Meghan Markle because Kate was reportedly blocked by Meghan overseeing the queen prior to her death. And what happened here is that the family didn't want Meghan to attend, and so Harry didn't make a stink about it. They basically said Meghan can't come, but also Kate can't come to make it more fair. And in return, there is rumors or are rumors circulating now that Kate is actually the one that blocked Megan from attending the coronation. And a source is now alleging this. Mm-hmm. And so Tom Bauer, who penned the best-selling Revenge, Megan and Harry and the War Between the Windsors, made a shocking declaration during an interview with Great Britain News on Thursday, saying he believed Markle may have actually wanted to attend the historic event and that Kate blocked it in retaliation to her being blocked by Megan overseeing the queen prior to her death. Now, here's the thing that I got to tell you or ask you. Mm -hmm. Why are we seeing this continued narrative of pitting these women against one another? Megan is not going. Like, Megan's not going. She's not going. So it seems so irrelevant to bring up this story about the queen's passing, may she rest, leading up to making a, I would assume, likely false claim that Kate is the one that blocked Megan. I just think it's interesting the way that these news stories are coming out. Like, it's like, did we learn nothing? Mm -hmm. Did we learn nothing from like everything that has happened and everything that they have gone through in the last four or five years? I also just don't believe that. Uh Uh-huh. I agree. Like, that's the part. Like, I don't think Megan would do that. I but think it's not it, Megan's decision. Totally. They're even saying it. They're making it fairer. Like, that had to be, like, a royal decision, like a monarchy decision, somebody in their camp's decision. That's not Megan's decision. Mm-hmm. But the right. headline makes it seem like it's like, well, Megan didn't go, so Megan's now Kate not can't even go. in England. Right? Like, Megan is in Malibu. Girlfriend is in Montecito, Just living her life. Yeah. Yes. Hanging out with Oprah after she's back Serena from her Williams. Italian vacation. Serena, you know, just not a bother with her chickens in her coop. Those chickens. <laughs> you know, she's got a little Archie and Lilibet. Thinking like, about bringing really... back the tag. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's like, I'm making a documentary right now. Like, I don't give a fuck. I don't have this. time for this. So I don't know. Like, it's just disappointing. It's disappointing and I'm exhausted. It's disappointing and it's exhausting. And I feel like I, somebody also on my Instagram stories asked me what I thought about this. Mm -hmm. And I just, in my gut, 
have to think like once again they are running out of ammo like megan has actually done a great job after all of the netflix stuff spare etc of laying low mm-hmm. and they actually don't have anything that they can say about megan right now no and what happens when they have nothing to say about megan they turn to dragon kate yeah well also it's interesting So a couple weeks ago, you and I reported about William's affair. Yes. And how her, the Rose's husband is now the Lord in waiting. So for some reason, you and I are always, I think, ahead of the curve when it comes to royal news. Because very recently within the last week, I'm seeing Rose and William all over my TikTok. Like all over. I'm seeing stories about Rose all over Twitter. Yes. People are like, yes. Well, and I'm how like, she's yeah. like so regal and like she actually came from lineage and yeah. all of this stuff. It's so what do you think's happening there? I don't know. And people are commenting on it and then these stories are now coming out like it's very it's all weird. It's all really weird. So you've been seeing them too. I've been seeing them too and there yeah. were certain like comments being made on Twitter where it was like very subtly like not alleging alluding to like you know is something going on with Kate and Wills and like is Rose still in or back in the picture or is the fact that Lord Chumley is like the Lord in waiting now as you know we, we we also kind of talked about it like is Charles bringing this family into the fold to keep them close Mm -hmm. for Will's benefit Mm -hmm. you know we also said it could be you know Charles is kind of like throwing it in Wills' face. We know that they have conflict at times, but like, is it also just making it really easy and convenient for that family and Rose specifically to be close to the royal family? I know. And I saw TikTok the other day and it was like comparing Rose to Camilla and their looks. Because it was like, it seems like father like son, like where you date down, people are saying. Oh my God. What? Like comparing Kate to Diana and Camilla to Rose. Like, and then, you know, the comments were going crazy and they're like, Harry is Diana's son and Will is Charles. Like, it was crazy. Oh. So I just think the timing of all these articles while TikTok and stuff is like popping off about this Rose and Will stuff, like to be very sus. I agree. And like, I do also, I do feel strongly that there is this aspect of like, Everyone in the British media is now turning on Kate. And I do suspect it's because they have no longer, they don't have Megan any longer as their scapegoat. And I Mm -hmm. also, in my research, (laughs) one thing I want to flag, because I'm crazy and I took a Mm -hmm. screenshot of it. Yeah. So I go on the Daily Mail yesterday. And I remember in the Netflix documentary, I checked this because they talked in the documentary about how Prince Harry and Megan's names were at the top with quick like quick tabs mm-hmm. going straight to them on the mm-hmm. Daily Mail. I checked yesterday. And I checked after, like, that's when they filmed the documentary. I checked when the no, documentary I remember went this. live. We talked about it. Yes, and their yeah. names were still up there. I checked last night. Megan's name is no longer there. Harry's is. If you go on Daily Female, Megan is still oh, there. But yeah. on the main Daily Mail page, she was there before. She is not there anymore. Because they, they can't talk about her. She's they nowhere. don't have any stories. They don't have they any have nothing. stories. They have to talk nothing. About her. I bet Kate's going to be on there. Yep. I Give could it see that. like three weeks. I could see that. If her and Will act 
weird or distant towards each other at the coronation. Yeah. And then I also, I pulled up examples here because I was very much like, there are, there. this is like now becoming a pattern. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Newsweek, who I thought was like as credible as the Times is clearly also not the BBC because they love to have (laughs) a little bit of, you know, trash talk in their, in their articles. They wrote a whole article about how there was this TikTok that brought up Queen Elizabeth's wedding dress comments on Kate. So they did a whole thing about how the queen made comments about Kate's wedding dress and called it horrible. So that's one thing, okay? The queen is Just dead. off the top. I know. I know. But it's like they, 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 Newsweek, Newsweek wrote an article about a TikTok, about a comment from 2011, dragging Kate, okay? So that's one thing. Secondly, Daily Mail. They write an article about how Kate was raising eyebrows, talking therapies, and this was like in contrast to Prince Harry talking about how he went to therapy Mm -hmm. in spare, and is this a dig, and how he's always talking about mental health. And she made a comment saying, therapy doesn't always work for everyone. And they start dragging her over that comment in defense of Prince Harry. And it's like, okay, they love playing both sides of the coin here because it's like, you also love dragging Prince Harry. And then my final argument, mm-hmm. okay, I should have been a lawyer. My final You really argument, are. I feel like you're like Lex Nico Esquire. <laughs> is the whole Easter red nail polish, nail polish protocol, those articles were freaking everywhere. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. So- I rest my case, yeah. but I do feel like we are queuing up Kate to be the royal family scapegoat in lieu of any information coming out about Andrew to deflect and distract from anything happening with like King Charles and Camilla and people potentially bringing up nasty articles about Camilla being, you know, less than favorable in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And I just think like Kate's on the chopping block now. Cheers. And that sucks. It sucks. It sucked to be Megan and it sucked to be Kate. It sucks to be a woman in the royal family. I was just about to say, to be a woman in the royal family, you, especially when it comes to these men, like mm-hmm. England looked at Harry and Will like they're like, that was like their children. You yes. know, they felt very protective of them. They watched them walk behind their mother's casket. Like it was a whole thing. They cried for them. They cried for them and mourned for them, you know, and, um, now Kate's going to have – Kate's going to wish Megan was back. <laughs> Trust me. I actually me. agree like, with you. Like, I, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Like, she was fucking chilling. <laughs> mm-hmm. She, like, had it made mm-hmm. while Megan was around. She was like, whatever. Again, Megan was the best thing that happened to Kate. Mm-hmm. And now, bye-bye, baby. Yeah, maybe this will make them reunite. Like, maybe Kate will reach out and be like, wow, the press fucking sucks. Sam, that will never don't, happen. Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. It will never you happen. You know, I am like, my heart hungers for a reconciliation of those four. Even reading, going back to Tea and Crumpets, about, like, Charles and Wills and that phone conversation, like, it hurts my heart that we're not going to get the crown season 13. <laughs> like, it's devastating. That conversation being it's literally devastating. Because I'm like, I need it. I want it so bad. I do too. What I would give. So, what I would give. 
what I would give. What I would give to know what Will texted Harry during the Wait. documentary. Oh, I know. Remember, Where Megan's like, like that's Megan. your brother. That's your brother. <laughs> she was like, I'm not dealing with this anymore. You know when your wife or like your significant other is like, that's your family. That's not me. I'm not dealing with that. Blah, blah, blah. And then goes and bickers to her little friends. Like, that's bad news. It's bad. It's bad news. We've all been there or it's happened to you and you just like know the feeling and you're just like, this sucks. And it's like you normally have this like Megan clearly to Harry's like his support, somebody he can turn to. And when she's like, boundary, shut it down. She's like, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not reading all that. There's also a tweet. Mm-hmm. That I sent to you over the weekend. Yes. Is it the Omid Scoby one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. The article says how Kate's ancestor played a key role in abolishing slavery after the Sussexes barbs about royals and racism. Be fucking for real. <laughs> like, the Daily Mail is the most out of pocket fucking news source. And yet I check it every day. I know. It's like I can't get enough. Like I'm part of the problem. But that article, it was recent. I know. It was posted on Saturday, I believe. And here's the thing. It's like, first of all, you're seeing that. And literally side by side headlines. And I don't have a specific headline, but I'm generalizing here. Like will be an article about how Kate isn't of royal blood. Mm -hmm. And it's like. She's not even, I'm so happy that her family lineage helped abolish slavery. They're not a part of the royal family lineage. Like now they are because of her kids, but historically they were not. So Daily Mail, fuck off. Like be fucking for real right now. Seriously. It's horrible. There's such idiots over there and I will be reading. I will still be reading. (laughs) We will still bring you the news from the Daily Mail. I'll still see whose taut tummy is being shown up for spring. It's time for our favorite game of mail or fail. One of these is a real headline from the Daily Mail or a similar publication, and the other has been completely made up by our producers. So Sam, will we spot the mail or will we fail? You and I, I feel like we've been pretty good, you know, off and on. Like we Mm -hmm. were right and then we're wrong. So let's see. So the first one is airing grievances. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry told to fuck off and shut up by celebrity neighbor. Okay. Option number two. On the move, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry consider relocating to a new Californian mansion due to shitty home renovations. This is tough. I know because they both feel real. I know. I'm going to say one is the real one. Oh, see, I thought two. Because I could okay. see them being like, like this is they horrible didn't do our reno- renovations right, babe. We got to move. <laughs> okay, let's see. Okay, moment of truth. <gasps> I was right. Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are to, to fuck off and shut up by celebrity neighbor. Former Sex Pistols frontman John Lydon took a savage swipe at the Duke and Duchess of Sussex in a recent interview. The Royals moved next door to the lead singer when they ditched the firm and relocated to California. He told the Telegraph, if you want to be normal and outside of the royal family, then fuck off. Just fuck off and shut up. I've had to make decisions like this in the past. Have you? Were you part of the royal family? No. 
I had to leave the pistols. I had to break up the pistols a couple of times because the situation was just unsustainable. And if that was their dilemma, then please go away. All right. We'll love you for it. Um, now, oh, he also performed at the Queen's Silver Jubilee, Silver Jubilee in 1977. Oh, he's also he's like obsessed with them. He's like one of those celebrities like um, Bethany Frankel, who like yes. will shut the fuck up about them because he yes. knows that it gets them press. But he's previously lashed out about Harry's spiteful bombshell memoir spare. I'm sorry to compare breaking up the sex pistols to leaving the monarchy. Yeah, I need you to be serious. And let's also be clear here because I have been. Um, you know, critical of Harry and Meghan on this front. When they left the royal family, I'm laughing, but it's like actually like proving my hour point. When they left the royal family, they didn't fucking do anything for like two years. <laughs> Literally did nothing. And then they showed up, they did their Netflix stuff, they did their Spotify thing, Harry wrote his book, and seemingly they've they've actually fucked off again. So they're fucking they're off kind and they're of like up. done everything you're saying, man. <laughs> It's so crazy. Like, and just to be like, I've had to do it. It's like, have you? Like, John? Mm, okay. Seek help, sir. You fucking psycho. I wish you well. <laughs> I, w- I wish you well. I lost half a day of skiing. I lost half a day of skiing. That was such a, like, a wonderful pop culture moment. Uh, I know. So let's finish up. Let's name our spotted dick for the episode. Who has been a real steamed pudding this week? Who are you going to name as your spotted dick? I mean... I had one already selected, so I'm just going to say, for me, it's Tom Bauer, this person who penned this revenge Meghan and Harry book and Mm. made the declaration saying that he thought Meghan wanted to attend and Kate blocked. I don't, don't put women against other women, especially as an old white man. Words in people's mouths. Mm Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I don't like that either. I stand by that. Thank you. Mine has to be the Sex Pistols front man. I thought I had someone in mind, but I don't yeah, anymore. He, just, he got bumped. He really got under my skin just now. I'm annoyed. Yeah. Because he's just like one of those celebrities, like I said, like that just always have to like insert themselves in this Meghan and Harry conversation. And it's like, dude, no one For even what? knows who you are. Okay. Or what? Go perform at the coronation and get away. Exactly. Oh, wait, you I'm probably, sorry. Weren't, you even probably weren't invited. <laughs> One mind. Yeah. Like, please be serious. Well, you guys, that's it for this week's episode of Crown Jewels. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe now so you don't miss out on our next episode. Make sure you tell all of your royally obsessed friends and follow me at LexNico. And you can follow me at Brava Historian. And until next time, may God save the bitch. Betches.